0: We're not making movies just to entertain people. We want to really encourage them in their faith. And because that's so important to us, of course, we want the broadest audience possible.
1: Welcome to the Run the Race podcast, where we're talking about fitness and faith. You know, we definitely all need motivation, whether it's to lose weight or get stronger physically, perhaps to get closer to God, especially this time of year. As we all seek purpose in life. I'm your host, Jason Dennis, hoping to inspire you to run the race of life in more ways than one as we sit down and chat with fascinating guests, digging deeper into the mind, body, and soul. Let's do this. Well, hello, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us for the Run the Race podcast. Hard to believe this is now episode seven. And also hard to believe Christmas is almost here. You may be listening to this and uh, maybe on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. I'm recording it about a week ahead of time. And we have a, a very special episode for you. where We're focusing uh, part of it on a movie that I've seen a couple times that's uh, just about to hit or just hit DVD and Blu-ray, Overcomer.
0: For someone who knows the Lord, you acting like somebody who doesn't.
1: It was shot in Columbus, Georgia. We're talking to the actor, director, and screenwriter for that, one of the Kendrick brothers, Alex Kendrick, and also uh, the young lady who played Hannah, the main character in that movie. You'll hear from them later in this podcast. And one way you can really help us out on here is by subscribing to this Run the Race podcast. It's a weekly one. It comes out generally every Wednesday, and we'd love for you to get alerts about when the new one comes out and let others know about it as well. We'd love to uh, get, get more and more people listening to, to us uh, talk about uh, fitness and faith and helping everybody improve their lives. Also, want to talk a little bit about um you know how there's sometimes there's focus on staying fit over the holidays, or maybe people say "Don't eat too much you know when you go to those parties or things like that. I'm here to tell you uh relax a little, enjoy yourself over the holidays. watch some movies like Overcomer or, or anything else you know in, in, enjoy I say indulge maybe in moderation and give your body a little break, even a short one. you know on this podcast, we talk about fitness and faith. It's okay to take a little break from fitness. We all need it. You know, rest is way underrated. Uh, A lot of benefits to getting that rest, getting that extra sleep. Uh, Hopefully, in the next few weeks, you'll get a chance to sleep in uh, if you're not going to work, not going to school, and getting a chance to just kind of relax, enjoy yourself, watch some movies, play some video games, sit on the couch, watch some football, and, of course, eat leftovers, eat some some sweets, and eat some uh, good hearty food. But, again, you know, in moderation, we don't have to go crazy with it. This is the time of year when you maybe don't have that uh, crazy schedule. Uh, you have those days off, and you're not living by the clock like we often are in our regular hustle and bustle. Also important to uh, make those memories. Spend time with your family members. Don't feel guilty about taking a break from from the gym maybe for a few days or even a few weeks. Um, also, I say this with a caveat, don't let your family and friends guilt you into not exercising either. A lot of people generally, it makes them feel better and they enjoy it. For, for me, I enjoy running. I'll, I run typically four or five times a week, and I'm I'm planning to continue that through the Christmas break as I'm training for the next marathon, which might be two months or so from now. Um, Another big, big reason to take a break from fitness is to rest your body like we talked about. Uh, Doing that actually really helps your fitness in the long term. Your body will definitely thank you. Um, You can definitely still be active over Christmas time and heading into the new year um, when you have that time off of work or school. Go on, maybe go on some walks with your family. Uh, go to the neighborhood, go to a new park, um, something fun you can do together, enjoying fitness and and uh, you know and uh, t- discussing faith together. Um, taking a few days off also will maybe make you less resentful of exercise. Uh, some people maybe that can turn into a chore, or I have to go on this run, or I have to go lift these weights. So this gives you uh, you know take get you off the hook a little bit from having to do that. Just relax enjoy yourself. You have permission from me, Jason Dennis, on this Run the Race podcast. Now we turn to our guest for today. Uh, Like I told you, our first guest is uh, a man who maybe needs no introduction. A lot of you may know him. Actor, director, and screenwriter for the Kendrick Brothers movies. The latest one, Overcomer, filmed in Columbus, Georgia, which is where I'm sitting right now. Alex Kendrick, a Kennesaw State University alum, who uh, lives now in Albany, Georgia, a couple hours away from here with his wife. and he's They're, they're the parents of six children. We'll pray for them for sure. He uh, served in church ministry for 20 years, then turned to movies, helping to make and also starring in Flywheel, Facing the Giants, Fireproof, Courageous, War Room, and, of course, now Overcomer, which just hit DVD and Blu-ray on December 17th, just a week before Christmas. So here's my discussion with Alex. <laughs> We welcome to the podcast now, Alex Kendrick, talking to us right now about the uh, your sixth film, Overcomer, which uh, just uh, actually just came out on uh, DVD and Blu-ray on December seventeenth. Thank you so much for joining us.
0: Uh, great to be with you, Jason.
1: Well, first of all, we do a fast four, so just some rapid-fire questions. So the first one of those is, what is your job description at work and at home?
0: Wow, that's a trick question, and my kids actually make fun of me because depending on what I'm doing, I can still say ordained minister or I can say filmmaker and everything that goes with that—actor, director, writer. So sometimes it's it's hard for me to figure out exactly what I should do, but I, I will say. I do consider today that my ministry is telling stories that draw people to a closer walk with God. If I had to summarize it, that's exactly what I would say.
1: So so at home, you're, you, you're a very busy uh, dad and uh, husband, right?
0: Yeah, I've been married uh, almost 25 years, and we have six kids ages 21 down to 11. Wow, that's great.
1: So uh, second question, how do you stay physically fit?
0: Physically fit? Well, uh, My wife teases me because going into a movie, I'm especially motivated, you know, going into a film, I I exercise quite a bit and and trim up. Uh, It's in post-production that I find I get myself in trouble because when you're sitting in an editing chair or promotion chair, you tend to uh, enjoy holiday food and and put some of those pounds back on. So six to nine months before going into a film and I jog uh, two miles a day, usually, And, uh, watch what I eat and usually shed about 30 pounds. And, um, and so that's, that's generally what I do. It's, um, some light, light fitness, mainly jogging and uh, watching my diet.
1: Okay. That sounds good. Uh, do you have, um, a certain spiritual motto or a certain Bible verse that you live by or that you kind of, uh, think about every single day?
0: Jeremiah twenty nine thirteen is the one that uh, comes to mind where the Lord says, if you seek me, you will find me if you seek me with all your heart. And that reminds me not only to daily seek him, but to do it with my whole heart. And uh, he wants to be found. And uh, so he, he tells us, chase after me, seek me. And uh, he loves it when we do that. And he reveals himself to us when we do.
1: Now, Alex, you've become a household name over the last decade. But is there something unique about you that maybe people don't know? I'm a I'm a I'm a common man
0: that uh, believes that God can do extraordinary things with ordinary people, and um, and so I like uh, using the desires that He's put in my heart to tell stories and um, to hopefully inspire people to to uh, grow in their faith and to chase after the Lord.
1: So I saw the premiere of Overcomer with my son because I had a chance to work security and uh, be an extra in the film, which was great here in Columbus, Georgia, where I live. And I took my wife to see it in the theater, so I got to kind of see both versions of it. Tell us the story of your sixth film, Overcomer.
0: Well, each of our films has a specific theme. Uh, Fireproof is about uh, love and marriage. Courageous is about fatherhood. War Room is about prayer. And Overcomer is about identity. You know, uh, we believe that the world's trying to give us one identity. The Lord uh, desires to give us another one. But our identity should not come from what the world says. It should not come from our feelings because all of that can change. Our identity should come from the one who created us. So we believe the creator gets to define his creation. He loves us the most. He knows us better than anyone. And he has the authority to tell us who we are. And so Overcomer tells that truth in the context of a high school cross-country coach and his one runner that has asthma. And all that they have to overcome to not only overcome their situation, but their their wrong understanding of who they are. And by the end of the film, they have a better understanding of what God uh, thinks about them, how he sees them, and they embrace their identity in the Lord. And it changes their whole perspective.
1: And you were a director, co-writer, and obviously actor in the movie uh, playing Coach John Harrison. I have to admit, my favorite character, I think, probably was Thomas Hill, Hannah's dad. Do you get that from a lot of folks?
0: Uh, we do, you know, Thomas basically is the heart of the film. We have the main characters of Hannah. And uh, and her her grandmother, and then John, of course, and his family. But the heart of the story comes through Thomas Hill, um, a man that that wonders if he has any more value laying in a hospital bed. He's dying of a severe uh, case of diabetes. He's lost his eyesight, and he wonders what good he can still do. And uh, and God has given him enough enough to pour into other people. Where God basically reminds him, "You're not done until." you are done. And so um, it's a beautiful story. And and Thomas is the heart of the movie. And and yes, he is everyone's favorite character.
1: Now, I know that you want to reach um, all kinds of people with these movies, Christians, non-Christians. So what kind of reaction have you gotten from the the different walks of life moviegoers?
0: We love encouraging the church, and that's our primary audience. I would say 70% of people that go see our films are people that are already in the faith, uh, at the same time, we're also aware that that our films introduce the gospel of Jesus Christ to uh, a broader audience, and so the remaining 30 percent or so – that sees the films. Many of them have made decisions for Christ because we're introducing truth and faith to them, and uh, we've been encouraged to receive thousands of responses from people that uh, embrace the story, or the story helped to open their eyes to how God views them.
1: So you've had, you know, maybe some of these screenings over the last few months. We, we I've, I've heard of dozens and dozens of people coming forward and accepting Christ at the movie or after the movie.
0: Yes. There, there was uh, two screenings specifically. One had over 50 people to come forward. It was part of a, a sports outreach where some coaches took their entire teams, and there was a chaplain there after the movie was over that, that gave a, uh, uh invitation to come to the Lord, and over 50 people did. But there was, a, there was a large screening of over 400 people where they had over 100 to come forward and profess faith in Jesus Christ. And those are incredible stories. Now, we've had— just dozens and dozens of others where you would have a pastor give an invitation at the end of a screening. And this is not just in America. It's in Costa Rica, Peru, Brazil, uh, many other countries where you would have numerous people, sometimes five, sometimes 20 to come forward. So we're, we're so encouraged every time uh, we get a report from one of those.
1: And, we, you know, this podcast is about fitness and faith, which is your film, uh, Overcomer. It's just about those two things as well. So how do you think, you know, for you, and sometimes you put these into the movies, obviously, how do you think fitness and faith parallel with each other and can be, you know, kind of symbols for each other?
0: Well, the apostle Paul uses the analogy of running the race in scripture and, and all of us want to finish well, just like every athlete wants to finish well in, in the case of cross country, which is the sport and the movie overcomer, you know, for that runner to not only finish well, but, but finish, you know, first or, or finish in the, in the you know, achieving their highest level of potential is what is so fulfilling. And to see these, these runners, you know, a lot of people, uh, question cross country as being a viable sport but i would point out not only is it a great analogy of the spiritual walk you know sometimes you feel like you're running uphill and it's hot and dry and you're tired and sometimes you feel like you're running downhill and in the breeze and it's great and we have good days and bad days but at the same time cross country is the only sport that from the time the gun fires and you start you do not stop until you cross the finish line. Unlike sports where you run a play and then there's a break and then you run another play uh, cross country. You give it all you've got for the entire duration of the race.
1: Now, did I, I, I think I've heard you in the past say that you played basketball growing up. Is that right?
0: I did. That was my favorite sport growing up. I love basketball.
1: Yeah, same here. I grew up in North Carolina as a Tar Heel, so I I played basketball as well. And I even learned the Lord's Prayer at a practice at junior high, you know, with with a coach and all. So for for you, you know, different sports. You've got football, which was uh, featured in Facing the Giants, and running featured in Overcomer. Do you think the sports translate well on the big screen in terms of getting people's attention when you're really wanting to, to translate the gospel to them as well?
0: I do, especially American audiences understand uh, athletics and football was a great analogy of the struggle back and forth with an opponent. Uh, Cross country was a great analogy talking about endurance and finishing well and, you know, staying in the race until the very end. And um, so I love the analogies you can use from sports because depending on the type of struggle you're referring to, there is usually a sport that emulates that very well.
1: Absolutely. Now you shot your last movie in Columbus, Georgia, which is where I'm located here recording this podcast. So, um, you know, you guys are in Albany, which is uh, just a couple hours down the road. So why choose Columbus and what was it like uh, shooting the movie here? um, I guess it was a year and a half ago.
0: Yeah. We shot four movies in Albany. Those were our first four that we did. And we shot Overcomer in Columbus. Columbus was wonderful. First of all, there are so many areas of Columbus that are just beautiful and cinematic. You know, if you see a Overcomer, you'll see that we use quite a lot down by the river, you know, the bridge and, and the walkways there and the the, you know the beautiful landscaping. It was just wonderful to shoot there. At the same time, uh, Columbus churches opened their arms to us. I mean, many dif- different denominations said, "Come up here. How can we help? How can we pray for you and, and walk with you through this process?" And it was just such an honor to work with so many churches and pastors that came out to help us out. I mean, they prayed for us. They encouraged us. In many cases, they brought us food for the the cast and crew. It was just a great experience. And and we would shoot another movie there. And um, so I'm, I'm we're very 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 high on Columbus
1: because you hear a lot of people. You know they're, they're shooting movies. Obviously, Los Angeles, New York City, Atlanta, and Savannah are becoming big hubs. So, you know, do you think it's important to to find places maybe that are different than the mainstream places where everybody's shooting movies?
0: Well, the thing that uh, we loved about Columbus is that it it is a city, but it's not an overcrowded, huge city where we had a lot of trouble finding locations or getting permission to shoot at certain locations. You know, anytime that a movie movie uh, crew comes in, you're talking about 100 to 200 people setting up shop and and shooting there for a few days. You have to shut a lot of things down so they can have control over the location. And in Columbus, it really wasn't uh, much of a problem for us. So we we so enjoyed it and. Uh, it was just the perfect size city for us and and uh, I, I would recommend anyone shooting a movie there.
1: I wanted to go back real quick to, you were talking about the theme of this latest movie, Overcomer, being identity in Christ. I know that I think the tagline is, what have I allowed to define me?
0: In the book of Ephesians, which is what we refer to in the movie, the first three chapters talk about who we are in Christ as a believer. The last three chapters of Ephesians talk about how to live that out. And so uh, the Apostle Paul was making sure that before you worry about what you're doing, you first understand who you are. Uh, many men struggle with their identity if they lose their job, because most people put their identity in their job or, or some aspect of their life that is not the Lord. The Lord would say, I'm the one that created you. I know you better than anyone knows you. I love you more than anyone loves you. I get to determine who you are. And this is why that's so more, uh, important. If I understand who I am, it gives me the proper perspective on what I'm supposed to do. If I don't know who I am, then I'm basically searching for love, searching for purpose, searching. Uh, Searching for meaning. And so, what we tell people is once you're in Christ, that He says you are loved, chosen, adopted, sealed, redeemed, justified, all these things that we long for in life, He gives us our value. When we're not in Christ, we try to find that in worldly things or in the opinions of others or our feelings. All of those things can change, and so that brings instability. And so when people put their identity in something that's not rock solid, not in the one who created them, then they will struggle at one point or another in their life. But because I know who I am in Christ, I'm a child of God, created by God, loved by God, that's where I find my value. So even if I lose my job or my situation changes, I still know who I am. I still know that I'm a Christian, a follower of Christ, and I find my value in the one who saved me, loves me, and died for me, and so that is my identity. And so uh, Overcomer basically presents that truth, and, and we've loved hearing so many people say, I have a better understanding of my identity after I've watched this movie than I did beforehand.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, you portray that very well with Coach John Harrison, uh, not necessarily losing his job, as losing his, you know, um, that, that sort of that part of his job, and then all the factory workers losing their jobs as well. So, you know, how, and the, you know, these faith-based films that, that you make, I mean, whether you want to label them that or not, these are six movies that you've made so far. How, you know, do you, is there a, a purpose in trying to make them mainstream or trying to get them out to more audiences than maybe your stereotypical faith-based film?
0: We're not making movies just to entertain people. We want to really encourage them in their faith. And because that's so important to us, of course, we want the broadest audience possible. We, we have our dis- distribution with Sony, and Sony dis- distributes our movies on DVD and home video to 76 countries around the world. And theaters alone, we're in 24 countries. And so for us, making movies for ministry is first, making them for entertainment is second.
1: Now, do you feel like, I mean, obviously you give glory to God for the success you've had. I mean, uh, Courageous, making, I believe, $34 million or more at the box office, War Room being very successful. Um, I think War Room was number one at one point. And then I, I believe Overcomer, was it number one in Brazil and other countries as well?
0: That's correct. So Brazil, when it came out, it stunned us when it was number one in theaters in Brazil. It was number three in the States, which is still great to be in the top three. And Overcomer did uh 34, $35 million here in the States. We're very grateful for that. And, uh, and we know that identity is something you really have to process. It's not something that people get instantly when they see the film. They leave the theater thinking about it, chewing on it, which is a good thing. Uh, for them to kind of process that, and hopefully it draws them to a closer walk with God to find that identity.
1: And for yourself, as a husband, a father of six kids, um, some that have gone off to, to um, college and, and so forth, uh, how do you balance that, being a, a filmmaker, an actor, um, a husband, a father, how do you balance all that in your life? Because uh, you know, there's a lot of people who say, "How how does he do it?
0: well that's why we can't make a movie every single year you know we usually shoot a movie one year release it the following year and then the the year after that we start working on a new film you know doing a movie they're they're pretty consuming i would say it and so after about a year and a half to two years of working on a project we take a little bit of a break before jumping on the next one if we tried to do them every year i don't know how we would you know maintain our sanity but um we're we're very grateful for uh, so much support and help in you know, our family and, and our kids as they as they grow they're more and more interested in being a part of it my kids all had a role of some sort cast or crew in overcomer. And we basically moved our family up to Columbus for the summer uh, shooting the film, did the same thing for war room up in Charlotte, North Carolina. So I love my family being a part of it as well. My brother's families are a part of it as well. So when it's more of a family ministry and everybody has a stake in it, it means a lot more to you. Um, But at the same time, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just very grateful the Lord's allowed us to do this, but it, it is a breathing pattern. You work very, very hard, and sometimes we feel like we're burning the candle at both ends, and then we have to pull back, and, and you take a season of rest, and, and you pour into your family. So um, it is a breathing pattern, in and out, but uh, uh, we're very grateful to be on the journey.
1: Now, your real son was Plager's son, uh, Coach John's son in Overcomer, um, and I, I, I dare to say he definitely stole the show uh, at some points in the movie. So what was that like working with him You know, on the set?
0: That was great. Caleb is my youngest son, and uh, so he he does play my son in the film. And uh, just so people know, I I did not have the ability to just stick him in the film. I actually had to recuse myself from casting when he wanted to audition. And I warned him. I didn't want to get his heart broken. I told him, look, we have to do what's best for the film. I can't put you in the movie just because you're my son. And he said, I understand. I want to audition. So I left the room. He auditioned for the rest of the casting team. When they came back and told me, hey, he's got what it takes i was thrilled so uh, i loved working with him and of course he likes it too he tells me he wants to continue doing it and as long as he's doing it in a way that honors the lord i'm all for it
1: it came out on dvd december 17th and blu-ray so um is this kind of uh, just you know the uh, it's a new beginning essentially for the movie because a lot of people maybe that didn't see it before and i, I assume there's probably a lot of extras on there as well
0: Oh, we flooded the DVD and Blu-ray with as much uh, extra material as we could fit on the disc. So there is bloopers, deleted scenes, uh, testimonies from the set, uh, how we did the special effects. There's more special effects in the movie than people are aware of. Um, just all the new elements that we've never done in movies before, including one of my favorites, is doing the movie in 60 seconds. We, <laughs> we make the movie and there are certain scenes that will speed up when we're shooting it. And uh, when we put it together in the end, it's just a hoot for the, for the audience to see. And we've done that the last several films. So there's a lot of uh, emotional, spiritual, and fun stuff on the DVD and Blu-ray. And I can't wait for people to see it.
1: And I know that you were talking about how, you know, you want these movies to do more than just entertain people. And I know that, uh, obviously, uh, making successful movies gives you and your brothers a platform to be able to talk about the gospel. And uh, you're going to be able to, I think, share about your faith. Uh, There's a legislative lunch, I believe, in late January in Atlanta, which I saw you were going to. Is this an opportunity that it gives you to maybe talk to people that you wouldn't normally get to talk to about God?
0: absolutely. You know, the Lord just opened that door here recently and I was talking to my wife about it. Should I go up there and speak to her? Our, uh, government leaders? And, and of course, the answer is yes. And so I, I uh, so am appreciative whenever the Lord gives me that type of opportunity. And uh, and of course, I always I fear the Lord. And so I say, Lord, you, I want to say only what you want me to say. And I ask the Lord to guide me in those instances. But I'm very, very grateful for the open doors that he does allow us to, to walk through. And um, each movie is an adventure. Each speaking engagement uh, is, is an adventure uh, in many ways. And so um, it, it's both stressful and and fulfilling and those two things it's funny because those two usually go together Uh, i'm very aware of my need for the lord to guide me at the same time it's an honor honor to do it
1: now you have six kids and you have six movies which are kind of like children in a way it can be i guess (laughs) so uh now is uh, what's the what's next for the kendrick brothers do you have another film on the horizon anything you can any breaking news you can give us here
0: we do. We are actually already working on our our next film already. We're work, developing the story and the script right now. Uh, don't have a title for it yet. Um, so as soon as we get a little bit further down the road, we'll be happy to to share some of those details. But we're we're planning to shoot it in uh, about six to seven months from now. And uh, and again, can't can't wait to see what God does with it.
1: And this is an exciting process, or or is it nerve wracking in terms of all the because there's so much that has to be done. But I know that you've got a great team that works with you.
0: It is both. It is a nerve wracking, stressful process. But at the same time, when when we see the the Lord's fingerprints on it and him start to open doors, you know, God makes it possible. He doesn't always make things easy, but he certainly makes them possible and he shows up in, in, in exciting ways. And we love that. He usually stretches us with every movie that we do. And he builds our faith and grows us in the process. And again, you know, when you're stretched, that's not always fun. But at the end of it, to see what God does in your heart and life and to see how you've grown is something we all want. So uh, we can't wait to see what God does. Yes, we know it's going to be another mountain to climb. But uh, all of them have been worth it, and uh, we're going to keep going as long as God uh, gives us the ability to.
1: That's awesome. One last question for you. I forgot to ask this when I talked to you about your family. So you work with your brothers. I, I've met Stephen several times before, but uh, what's that like working with your brothers? I know you all have different jobs in the film, but is that a um, just a fun? Or, because sometimes brothers and sisters don't always get along, you know. <laughs>
0: You know, we do we do get along. It was
1: interesting when I I was about 17,
0: we had an incident happen where uh, we we were picking at each other in public and and we had some of our peers uh, note that that we weren't very good brotherly examples and it bothered us. And we went home and we started talking about it, and we realized that nothing good comes out of it when we are picking at each other or trying to make each other look bad in public. And so we agreed late in our teen years to start being good partners and defending one another, and that has stuck all these years. So it is an honor to work together. We we do like each other. Yes, there are days we get on each other's nerves, but that's that's not common. Uh, each of us has a different skill set that we bring to the table, and so it's just it's been very fulfilling to work with my two brothers and i wouldn't have it any other way
1: that's awesome i'm looking forward to seeing overcomer which just came out on dvd and blu-ray i'm sure a lot of people maybe a great christmas gift for a lot of folks with that just about a, a week away it's hard to believe christmas is almost here
0: it is, and we love Christmas. We love the fact that this movie's coming out, and it is. Uh, and for, for anybody that's interested, you can go to OvercomerMovie.com to find out where it's being sold or even just stream and download it uh, straight to your uh, home entertainment system.
1: That's awesome. Great. Thank you so much for joining us, Alex. Now, I do something to, to close out the podcast, but I wanted to, to uh, kind of pass the baton to you, uh, to, so to speak, to help close us out the podcast. We close it out with a prayer. So if you would like to pray to uh, close us out today.
0: Sure. Lord, I do thank you for this time. I thank you for the opportunity to share our story and what you've done. Lord, ultimately, you deserve all glory and credit for every life that's changed. Um, uh, every bit of uh, notoriety that comes, Lord, is because you allowed it. Uh, Lord, you give blessings and you give protection and provision. You can also take it away. And uh, so, Lord, help us to always honor you and and who we are and what we do. And Lord, if there's anyone listening that uh, does not have a relationship with you, Lord, I ask that you would prompt their heart to seek you. You say in scripture, whoever calls in the name of the Lord shall be saved. So I ask, Lord, that you would draw people to yourself and to, to build a relationship with you, that you would share your love, your grace, your salvation with them. Lord, I thank you for the opportunity to do this podcast today and ask that you bless every person that hears it and ultimately that you would get the glory for all of our Lives. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
1: All right. Thank you so much, Alex, for your time and uh, good luck on your next film. And I hope you and your family have a very Merry Christmas.
0: You as well. God bless you.
1: Thanks, Alex. It was really great to talk to Alex Kendrick. Uh, I had a chance to meet him a few times. I was at the premiere and Got to see him. And, uh, you know, he really is a testament to how hard work pays off. At the success of their uh, six faith based movies, uh, the latest one, again, Overcomer. And, uh, you know, I enjoyed hearing him talk about working with his family members and how he thinks it's important to not only have, you know, um, a theme that's faith-based, biblically-based in those movies, but also try to have a movie that uh, will get people's attention, uh, maybe through football or through cross-country running or some kind of action in the movie. Are you here for cross-country? Yes,
0: sir. I had one girl show up and she's got asthma.
2: Oh, you mean Hannah Scott. Do you enjoy running? It's really the only thing I'm good at.
1: Our next guest is uh, one of the stars of that movie, Overcomer, which uh, was uh, in theaters earlier this year and did very well. Erin Wright Thompson, whose character is Hannah Scott, she's 16 years old and uh, in real life lives in North Carolina where she has competed in pageants like Miss North Carolina's Little Miss Program and the Black Miss North Carolina organization. Overcomer was her first acting role, but um, and she is a very busy student as well in the honor role and also competing in lots of kind of piano and dance competitions also in volleyball, basketball, and softball. So here's my discussion with the new actress, Erin Wright-Thompson. Well, I would like to welcome to the podcast our second guest for this episode, Erin Wright-Thompson. Thank you so much for joining us, Erin.
2: Thank you for having me. I'm so excited.
1: Well, now you play the character of Hannah Scott, in the movie Overcomer, the sixth movie done by the Kendrick brothers, tell me about um, you know this was your first role in a movie. Is that correct?
2: Yes, it was. It was awesome.
1: So tell me about the character of Hannah because I know you're a cross country athlete, but that's not something that's that's only part of the story, right?
2: Yeah. So Hannah is a 15 year old girl, and she really struggles with her identity, and she doesn't really know who God is yet, and In the movie, she comes across and she finds relationships at her school, Brookstone, and they teach her about God. They teach her who God is. And then she also gets to meet her dad, and he just came to Christ, and he learned that God is the light of his life. And so she has a lot of examples that show her that God is everything, and God thinks that you are everything. And by her seeing that, she learns that. And she learns how to forgive people and she learns how to love people and she learns how to be herself and not trying to be everybody else.
1: Now, I know that, uh, you know, you are, are fitness and faith are part of your life as well. First of all, tell me about, um, you know, the, the importance of faith in your life and personally and, and how that translated over into the movie.
2: Yeah, well, faith is very important in anybody's life because we're all going to be tested and we're all going to have trials. And sometimes those trials can get really hard or just really big. But God wants you to know that he has your back. And when he tests us, he's saying, will you stick with me? So whenever we go through these type of things, you just have to believe in God and know that he has your back and that he's going to pull you through. And I think with the things that I've been through, such as struggling with anxiety, my mom has been sick before, been in the hospital a couple of times my nana's been sick so seeing those things and going through those things i had to have faith in god and every single time he has pulled me through
1: you know you're a teenager yourself how old are you again
2: i'm 16 years 16.
1: old. 16 so um what's this like to doubt you're 16 years old this is your first movie you're getting a lot of attention for it um and maybe you know you have friends say hey i saw you on the big screen what what's that been like for you uh living in north carolina but maybe just you know nationally as well
2: Yeah, it's really awesome, because it shows that even if you come from a small town, you can do anything if you stick with it, and if you know that you got this, and God wants you to do this, and you're doing it to glorify God, so that's pretty awesome that I get to glorify God with a gift, and that also people are noticing me, which I really like, because I've always felt like I was supposed to be an actress, or I always felt like I was supposed to be in the entertainment industry, so for... For it to be happening now, and I'm only 16, I'm just really excited for the future and excited for what God has in store for me.
1: And you know, you're a, a high school student, but also you know, study piano, and I, I know that you're very involved in dance. Uh, I heard ballet, jazz, tap, acro, and lyrical, lots of different things involved in sports like volleyball and basketball. So, I mean, that's a, a lot of activities. How important. Is it for you, um, you know, like your character Hannah, to, to stay in shape and to, for fitness to be a part of your life, to to take care of your body?
2: Yeah, it's really important to stay in shape and to always be doing some type of activity, even if it's just for an hour a day. I think one of the reasons it's very important is for your mental health so if you go running maybe that's a way for you to just release everything or if you're a dancer that's another way for you to release everything and I just really love staying in shape and while you're doing it while you're working out it makes you feel better it makes you know that you're working to make your body better and especially eating healthy is showing that you're working to make your body better and I really love those things because they don't just affect affect us physically they also affect us mentally and also for your fit you want to live for a long time you want to be able mm-hmm. to live to your 100 years old so you run and you move as much as you can so you can live that long
1: and you know cross country as your uh, you know character hannah scott and she's you know the only one on the team um and so is was running and, and that being a big part of the role is that was that different for you than playing a sport like softball or basketball or all the different dancing you do
2: Yeah, it was very different because in dance, you just do a dance and it's for three minutes. But for running, runners run for about 30 minutes to an hour. And that's really crazy that they do that. But it was a really good experience. I think I really challenged myself and I really taught myself that I can do anything. A lot of times it was hard. And I don't understand how runners do that all the time. And in Columbus, it was actually 100 degrees. So I would have to run in 100 degree weather. And I really just had to push myself and stay focused and know that this was for a bigger goal and for a bigger purpose.
1: Definitely hotter down here in Georgia than where you're from in North Carolina. So what was was it like, um, you know, uh, shooting the movie, filming the movie in Columbus, Georgia, you know, down here? um, And you were probably about, I mean, obviously at least six to eight hours away from home.
2: Yeah, I love Columbus, Georgia. It's definitely one of my favorite parts of Georgia. I joke with a couple of my friends who live in Columbus, and I always say I'm going to get a house there. And I actually might get a house there because I really love the town and I love the community. And I love how everybody came out and supported Overcomer, and it just showed how much love is in the community. And it was just an awesome place, and I would go there any time of the day.
1: Now, have you gotten reaction from, it uh, could be some of your friends, but also uh, teenagers, other uh, young people that you don't know, reaching out to you maybe over social media or, or giving you, sending you mail about uh, what your character, how it inspired them, and maybe they could relate to Hannah?
2: Yeah, well, I've gotten a lot of DMs, hundreds of DMs from kids telling me how they maybe have ran cross country or how the movie taught them to forgive somebody or how they learned to love themselves with the movie. And that's just really awesome to know that I get to affect my peers like that and know that I get to affect people who are my age and know that. teaching them who they are so they can be the greatest that they can be and that's just really nice to know that they will do anything to know that they're beautiful and loved and to know that God loves them and they want to learn and they're willing to learn and just to know anything about God and that's really awesome that to see other kids who love God as well.
1: Well said, well said. And so now this was the uh, sixth movie for the Kendrick brothers. Have you had a chance to see their other movies or maybe watch them since you've been in this one? And and do you have a a favorite? Yeah,
2: it was awesome because I've seen all of their movies. I think my favorite two, because I don't think I could pick a favorite one, it would either be Facing the Giants or War Room. Those were definitely my two favorites. And Overcomer is my favorite, but that I might be a little bit biased. But it was awesome um, shooting with the Kendrick brothers, and to see how far their movies have come, and to see how fa- like how far the camera shooting has come, and to see how beautifully done Overcomer was, and just the difference, and it was just beautiful, and I loved it.
1: Now, faith-based movies, I mean, do you think, you know, obviously the the ones that Kinder Brothers have made, like Overcomer and War Room, have become more mainstream where they are, are, you know, kind of are top five in theaters or top three in theaters. So um, do you think faith-based movies are becoming more popular even with, uh, you know, kids your age?
2: Yes, they definitely are becoming more popular because people that I've talked to, most of them have seen the movie, especially at my school, did not see the movie. So it's really awesome just to know that kids are wanting to learn about God and to making it cool to learn about God because it is cool to learn about God. And for people to know that he is just here, everything in them to be able to learn that and overcome it, that will just stick with them forever in there. Faith will just grow stronger and stronger.
1: And now we're getting closer to Christmas time and the movie, you know, came out on DVD or Blu-ray. So tell me about, you know, um, are you excited about being able to kind of people be able to buy it and watch it on you know, in their living rooms uh, in the coming months or years?
2: Yes, I'm so excited for people to have it because now it's like a reminder for them. So if they're ever feeling down on themselves or they just don't know who they are, people are talking about and being rude to them. Now they'll have this movie to be in their living room, in their room, to be able to watch it anytime that they like to watch it, anytime that they have time on their hands to watch it and to reassure that they are loved by God, they are adopted by God, and that their identity is found in Christ and he thinks the highest of us, even when we're at our lowest. Um, So I think that's really exciting. And one of the reasons I'm excited to continue to watch the DVD is because of all the behind the scenes stuff. And that's really fun. And I'm excited for other people to see that because we had an awesome time on set.
1: Great. Well, thank you so much, Erin Wright Thompson, who played Hannah Scott in Overcome. We thank you so much for joining us and enjoy yeah, enjoy some time off from school and Merry Christmas to you and your family.
2: Thank you.
1: Thank you, Erin. Really great to talk to Erin, and so mature for her age. I mean, she really. Uh, growing up before our eyes on the big screen and did a great job as Hannah and Overcomer. I, I, I encourage you highly to go out and uh, rent that movie or buy it and uh, for a great Christmas gift for your family members. It will inspire you, and um, you know it can, it's a great family film that you can watch and be safe watching with your uh, son or daughter. Now, faith-based movies have really uh, taken off. Um, since 2010, I was reading, I found that there have been 100 faith-based movies released in theaters, earning a total of $1.34 billion at the box office. That's billion with a B. So uh, they've been very successful. Over the last decade. Now, War Room, like we talked about before, that was a 2015 hit by the Kendrick Brothers. It was made on a budget of just $3 million. It would gross more than $73 million worldwide. Some of my favorite movies, um, probably faith based wise, uh, would be uh, Breakthrough, Heaven is for Real was great, I Can Only Imagine, uh, The Shack, Um, but one of my really all time favorite faith based movies, obviously based on a true story from the Bible and it set the new standard for these movies, was Mel Gibson's The Passion of the Christ... It was made back in 2004, released in theaters, grossed more than $600 million by itself worldwide. Um, there's definitely some violent scenes in it, uh, very realistic um, about Jesus dying on the cross and um, being sent to the cross. And so um, I encourage you, if you've never seen that, uh, it's, it's a, been a, a very popular movie to see, especially around Eastern time, but also Christmas as we celebrate the birth of Jesus. Now we turn to our final two segments for this podcast, of course, Food for Thought and The Parting Gift. And since we're talking about movies in this podcast, i decided uh, Food for Thought, some of the news tidbits would be about just that. Uh, maybe some movies you've already seen or not. And uh, one little bit of news has just come out this week. Paramount Pictures on Monday announcing a first-look producing deal with preacher-turned-producer Devon Franklin. You may have seen him on Facebook or social media. He's out there just about every day doing an in-depth prayer as a Facebook Live. Now, under his Franklin Entertainment banner, Franklin's going to work with the Hollywood studio making some more faith-based films. He's already had some box office success with movies that I've mentioned before. Breakthrough, starring Chrissy Metz, who you may know from This Is Us, and Miracles from Heaven, starring Jennifer Garner and Queen Latifah. Now, before actually he even launched that production company, uh, you may have not known this, but Franklin was Senior VP of Production at Columbia TriStar. He worked on movies like Heaven is for Real. The Karate Kid and The Pursuit of Happiness, one of my all-time favorites starring Will Smith and his son in real life. Franklin, in a statement, Devon Franklin said, Paramount is a legendary Hollywood studio, and as a kid, I always dreamed of making movies for them. Looking forward to seeing what he will be doing next. Now that's the faith side of things. In terms of the fitness side of things on the movies, uh, there's one that I have not seen yet that I would like to see in the next little bit. It's called Brittany Runs a Marathon. It's an Amazon Studios movie that's actually now streaming on Amazon Prime if you're looking for something to watch over the holidays. Uh, Brittany, played by Jillian Bell, is a woman who's 28, feeling stuck in her life, decides actually to run a marathon that's 26.2 miles after her doctor tells her to lose some weight. So uh, it you know talks about body and fat shaming in the movie and a very empathetic uh, from what I understand and a funny complex uh, leading role for Jillian Bell. So looking forward, I've heard some great things about Brittany runs a marathon. Looking forward to seeing that. And finally, the parting gift actually comes from that movie, Overcomer. Uh, One of my favorite characters from that, Thomas Hill, from his hospital bed, says, quote, when you find your identity through the one who created you, it will change your whole perspective. So true about our relationship with God and identifying with him first, setting him as a first priority over everything else in our life, which is tough to do in a busy life, but something that is so, so important. So, again, thank you so much for joining us for this Run the Race podcast. You can go anytime to WTVM.com slash podcast. We appreciate you joining us. And if you uh, are on listening maybe on Spotify or Google Play or Stitcher, tell other people about it. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, some people know it as iTunes, go to the bottom of the episode page. We would love for you to give us a five-star rating if you like this. And also write a short you know, one or two sentence review on there. What that does is it helps us keep this podcast going. If you like it at all, and uh, also you know, if you uh, share it on social media, use the hashtag Run the Race Podcast. And uh, like I said before, we usually end every episode with a prayer. But uh, Alex Kendrick already did that for us. We appreciate that. And, uh, and again, go see Overcomer on DVD or Blu-ray, just released, just in time for Christmas. We hope you and your family have a very merry Merry Christmas, and we'll talk to you next time.